Hello and welcome to Swipe, a podcast about modern dating. Just one tidbit to share with you before we get right into this week's episode. I am happy to tell you, lovely listener, that next week's episode will be a podcast first. We are hosting a first date live on the podcast. How exciting is that? These two will have never met face-to-face before they sit down over some piping hot Emo's pizza and some cheap wine and all of us listen in to the awkwardness. How great is that? Can't wait to share it with you. We'll have that coming your way soon. Until then, enjoy this week's episode. Claire comes back for round two. Get into it. I'm not feeling creative. Listen up. Listen, yeah, listen up. Word up. No. Word up is too garage guitar dad. Yeah. It's yeah, it's a little much. I'll think on it. Okay. And can't just Can't think on a spot? No. Well need more wine. As you have a non-existent... Yeah, that's why more. ...wine glass here. Claire, yes. it's unfortunate. Well, welcome back to the studio for round two, Claire. Yeah, thanks. I heard subscribers went through the roof the last time, so... It's all thanks you, to your episode. You kind of need me. <laughs> You're welcome. We're bringing you back. So, uh... Last time, we actually talked about your reluctance to use dating apps. Sure did. The fact that you've never used a dating app and you have no desire to use a dating app at all. So, lovely listeners, I have some good news to tell you. Claire has downloaded dating apps. Singular. Singular. Okay, so what dating app do you download? So I went with Bumble. Why did you choose um, Bumble? Actually, I think I had very good reasons and rationale behind choosing Bumble. Because there was sort of that barrier where I have to initiate a conversation. So I'm guaranteed not to get bombarded by... Because obviously I would get bombarded with tons of messages... You know, all these there, men just unless there was like some kind of barrier to entry. So since I had to be the one to initiate it for them to be able to talk to me, also there was like a there was a a safety. So if I accidentally swiped right on someone that I didn't want to, and then we matched, I could just let that one go, <laughs> and I did a lot. So basically, since women have to instigate the conversation on Bumble, I always thought of it as like a dating moat. So you're in this big ass castle, you're surrounded by a moat, 
And you have to let down the drawbridge. That's a good analogy. To potential suitors. Sort of. Yeah, if you don't want to talk, don't let down the drawbridge, you know? No, totally true. Um, They're just not girls. They're not knights in shining armor waiting on the other end (laughs) of that drawbridge. Believe me. Yeah, and instead it's dudes with... uh, It's bros. Yeah, bros. Their names are either... Brandon or Kevin. No every ch- other one. Chat? I don't remember. It was like every other swipe was a Brandon or a Kevin. Welcome to St. Louis. So yeah. how long did you last on these apps? Uh, so my initial intention was give it a try for a month. So I had the goal of a month. Very quickly, I said, I don't think I can handle it for a month. I'll do two weeks. And I lasted exactly one week. So why why so short of a time? Well, pretty much exactly what I said that I thought it would be like in my first episode. I proved all of my theories correct. It was really boring. Um, my sense of humor was completely underappreciated. Um, and no one wants to like, everyone just wants to sit there and text. And it felt, <laughs> it felt like an obligation more than anything. Yeah. And I was like, if I'm going to feel obligated to have this conversation, like that's not fun. Like it is work. It's a part-time job to keep dating app relationships alive and I don't have time for that kind of effort it's too stressful and I I couldn't deal with it anymore nothing seemed to be coming to fruition so I just gave up yeah that's going to be my next question actually I, if I you gave actually... it I gave it so much effort in that one week you know well you was... could you could do a lot of damage in one week so you're telling me you didn't go on any dates after you downloaded it? No. No. Oh my god, are you judging me? No, no. No, you're like, Maybe. ew, what's wrong with you? You didn't go on one date? I'm sorry, it was one week. Oh, that's plenty of time. <gasps> so I, I'm trying to think... I'm a failure. Yeah, I'm trying to think back a little bit, but... Um, hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think we are moving away from apps in a way. I've talked to a lot of people that have voiced uh, pretty similar complaints about dating apps lately. And... I mean, maybe I just missed the mark. Like, it was, it was the thing there for a hot second. And probably just all the worthwhile ones are in relationships now. Um, or people just in general have totally lost interest. I thought everyone was really boring. Hmm. So, and I can't remember if this came up on a previous podcast or not, or if it was in a real-life conversation I had with someone, but the expectation for the other party to entertain them, period. Not just, I'm not saying you were expecting them to entertain you, but they are expecting too much out of the person that they're talking to. So, like, I, how can I put that? 
So I, I think about when I was a little younger and I would go out on the weekends like all the time. You were witness to some of those. Oh, uh, sure. Mm-hmm. Some of those. I remember. Yeah. Remember the stories. Uh, they were fantastic. Remember the stories. You were you were present sometimes <laughs> for sometimes for for some of those like a a, uh, a famous Smirnoff ice incident on my like what twenty sixth twenty seventh birthday. Yeah. Oh, that was fun. Yeah, it, it was bigger than the normal size. Too. It's massive. Yeah, absolutely massive. You didn't even finish it. No, no, for good reason. It's going to come right back up. So, I think needs to come back. It does. It'd be wonderful. But, you know, I think back to those days and I think about sometimes I would go out and it's like people would stand with a drink in their hands on the wall just expecting the party to come to them, you know, and be entertaining without being engaging themselves. So... Well, I feel like this is more how I wanted conversations to go. You exchange a couple, like, pleasantries and, like, uh, what do you like to do? What are your interests? What do you do for a living? And then just enough to figure out this person's not a serial killer, or maybe they are if you're, like, into that. But, and then it's like, hey, you seem cool. Do you want to, like, go get lunch so that we can stop? texting but when you open i well i guess they not on bubble you wouldn't open with that but it goes for a girl too if you open with like hey what's up i'm sorry i think that's really lame like if you drell i walked in here and you say hey what's up even though i've known you for years my answer is gonna be nothing you know same old I know. So why why would why would that question like spark any kind of conversation? Well, what's funny about you using these apps in the first place? Using this app rather, you don't like people. <laughs> I like interesting people. <laughs> so I mean, that's the thing. There's a severe shortage of people who are actually engaging out there, mm-hmm. and. That was my experience as well, was that, like, people just don't have a lot to say. And and the bottom line is, everyone is boring, but it's up to you to figure out how to put the best spin job possible on it and make it more interesting. Because if you think about it, 95% of our life is, like, at a computer driving doing errands i'm sick of that i'm over it been an adult basically yeah pretty much so you want to go back to childhood and uh and just have uh recess during the work day like i think i'm gonna be like a landscaper or something you know you get to like be outside and lifting heavy things is like a good workout and um yeah it's like you don't have to look at computer screens and getting carpal tunnel from keyboards, sitting at a desk for eight hours. I could totally see you doing that. Cool. You could well, start a landscaping business. Here you go. I think, I 
think I'm gonna, you know, put a for hire ad out on Craigslist. That's where, that's, that's what you do, right? Yeah, that's I think so. To do. Yeah. Was I supposed to try like the Craigslist personals instead of Bumble? Is that more my so my dating app? So I shouldn't even say this out loud, but I'm going to let you in on a little exclusive and we'll act like the microphones are off. Uh, Back in a particularly dark period of my life, I actually did um, use Craigslist personals. Actually did. What was the year? Uh, It worked we're not going there, but uh, well, Craigslist no, there existed. Have, there was a relevant minute. I would say maybe to 2010. I don't know. Okay. I don't know if that's the relevant year. Or All of these years are kind of a blur. It's, it's either 2009 or 2010. Yeah. 2010, as, maybe. As I said before, to the past partying, we don't, some years were a blur. Yeah, we're, we won't talk about that. But actually did use it for a while. Met a couple of, uh, we'll just call them unique people. Um, and decided to log off and never use Craigslist personals again. It was great, let me tell you. It sounds like, you know, quite an experience in those very vague terms that you just put it. It was enough for me to admit that I clicked through to Craigslist personals. Yeah. So, well, I have good news uh, also for this episode is that we have a special guest that we are going to call live on the episode. So uh, this is a first time thing. So I apologize if we have any issues. We'll just edit it out in post-production. But um, let's actually go ahead and text her now. But uh, so to kind of wrap what we were talking about with you, Claire. So does this mean that um, that you are done using apps? Or are you going to come back to apps in the future? Or what's, what's um, that future look I'm like? I'm not going to say never because I don't feel like coming back on this podcast and you telling me I told you so again. <laughs> so it's always a possibility. But, um, you know, I wasn't I wasn't thoroughly impressed. And now I feel a little bit bad for, like, totally burning, you know, everyone I spoke to on Bumble. Again, don't go off my review of it. I only had a week. I'm also a terrible human. Um, <laughs> but there were three... Pretty viable options that I was chatting with. The best looking one was just kind of boring to be expected. Yeah. Um, one was very sweet, knew I was going to friend zone him. And then the third one was actually quite entertaining. But like I said, wasn't getting anywhere fast enough. And I don't have that kind of time to be just chatting on my phone all day. So, yeah. Snooze, you lose. That's Got fair. Him. Well, I will expect a full review when you uh, when you come back to Bumble. Maybe I'll do Coffee Meets Bagel. Oh, that's a fun one. And we're dialing. Ooh. This is Whitney. Oh. Hi. How's it going? 
How's it going? It's going very well. How are you? Good. <laughs> Just burning late oil, I suppose, on the Pacific coast. Eh, yes, that's right. So, okay, let me uh, let me tell you what's going on here. So, um, I have a co-host with me tonight, Claire. Hi, Claire. Hi, Whitney. And uh, we just finished talking about Claire's experience with Bumble. So, uh, yeah, so... <laughs> yeah, so Claire was on Bumble for, uh, for one week. <laughs> it was awful. And... Yeah, yeah so I she failed. was... Yeah, she was on for Bumble one or... week. And uh, just kind of got a little discouraged with everything, so uh, <laughs> so she is now locked back off for a little bit of a breather. Forever. Yeah, I feel like I am in the trenches once more, and but I've I've thrown myself into it time and time again. I can't seem to say no. Although I have to say I've departed from bumble and i am now on hinge and i am determined that hinge is now the better dating app but i think it's it's just ridiculous and it's so hard and i can't tell you i would say in the past two weeks i've had the most ridiculous situations with boys men but they're not even men they're like boys at this point and i'm sure it's it's you know it cuts across both ways but oh my gosh I don't blame anyone for not wanting to be on them at this point. Yeah, don't want no scrubs. So, <laughs> so okay. Let let's let's just isolate then uh, one of these uh, one of these incidents for the for the sake of time because we have some listener questions to get to later in the episode. But um, so okay, what uh, you've had a few interesting situations that we've talked about, Whitney. What What's the most, uh, over the last couple of weeks, what's new? Okay, so there are two things going on. So there's been the situation where I meet someone who is incredible, and we have this amazing connection and spark, and then we decide together, we have a conversation about where we want it to go, and we don't make it serious. We just say, hey, let's feel it out. Let's see what happens. And what's happened in both cases is that we've been in two separate cities. So that's created a physical space, which I don't necessarily mind because I'm kind of feeling out where I want to go and I don't know where I want to be in the next year. And then so we'll have these conversations and then we'll, on one with one guy, it ended up going nowhere. He flipped out immediately. It was like, oh my God, this is too much. I can't handle it. And I said, how do you go from zero to 100 where the guy let it? And then you suddenly can drop all feelings, all emotions, and just turn it off with a switch. And then on the second one, we hung out for a month, and he introduced me to all of his friends and his parents. And then suddenly, again, he turned off and was like, no, I can't do this. And with the second one, it got worse and worse and worse in that he was kind of saying, all I can still you know, see you, but we're just going to have to slow down. And then slowing down turned into, no, I can't do anything with you, but we'll be friends. And then we'll be friends turned into, he never talks to me. And like, I might send him a message or something, but he'll respond, but it's really ridiculous. He just doesn't really include me in his life at all anymore. And then 
I've had similar situations, but on a smaller scale here with other guys from like Bumble and Hinge where we hit it off and then I go on a date and one guy ran away from me and I was like, what is this? Like, who does that? And then he's completely stonewalled me and I'm like, at least give me like a reason, you know, because I don't think I was, you know, make making up this like connection we had. And then I don't know. I just keep on bringing to these guys that they want everything right now. And then as soon as I like we hang out, it's just like there's nothing there. And I think like right now I'm actually learning to quickly disconnect and really hold back. And it's more like you really got to prove it to me before we even go on a date. And if we do go on a date, I'm judging you 100% of the time. Like, can you set the date? Can you set the location? Can you do, like, these really nominal basic things? And that won't even get you that far, you know, because I think I've learned that I put too much, I guess, not respect, but I think I give people too much from the very outset, you know? It's like yeah. you haven't even proved yourself. And, like, my whole issue right now, and it's the burning question is with like bob which is the newport guy do i unfollow him we said we'd be friends i've put more into it than he has a hundred percent and now i just get tormented by looking at his feet on instagram you know you can quiet people on twitter and facebook but you can't on instagram you just unfollow and i had one friend that said unfollow and another that said unfollow and block so okay so there's uh so just to clarify, uh, the guy that is still following you on Instagram is the guy that introduced you to his family within the first month. Like, yes, I I mean that's a pretty big yeah, pretty big step. Well, that's why it's even more bizarre if he's the one who introduced you to family and friends and then said, "This is too much." Like, bro, your actions just said the opposite because you just introduced me to your parents in one month yeah and I told him that and he said you know I didn't realize how my words and actions were coming off until you repeated them to me and I was like is this real life is this really what you're saying do you have zero self-awareness and I part of me really wonders if he was just lying the entire time like it was just so weird so um how with with Instagram? Well, I guess uh, first question: Are you guys Facebook friends? Yes. <laughs> so, so everything he posts on Instagram immediately shows up on Facebook, and Facebook's fine because like I don't really check it that often. But it's Instagram which is bothering me the most because he now has this new. So he's a DJ, and he now has this new DJ, like enterprise with this other girl. Oh. And he started as soon as like he broke it off with me. So, um, I I guess you know I think back to times that I've I, I'm I'm going to just come out and and say you should unfollow and block. Yeah. Uh, Claire, where do you where, what's your vote go towards? Yeah, I mean, I keep like, what are you gaining out of following this dude? Like. 
nothing. It's torture. Yeah. Because I think get rid of it. In some ridiculous mode, like back corner of my mind, I think I'm holding out hope that it could possibly work out. Because he led me down this path of like diminishing returns. Like he was feeding me these little like crumbles, right? Like ooh, we can't date as much but a little and then it was like well we can't date at all but we'll be friends and now it's like you know what I mean it's like less and less and less and for some reason I guess instead of having that quick cut off from the very beginning I'm holding out hope that he could come back around but like I think what everyone is telling me is like you really should not put any faith in that because he hasn't shown you that he cares at all so um I I agree. Um, I, I think that when I, I I look at, you know, following people's social media feeds, I, I agree with Claire, too. What are you getting out of it? And if it just brings you grief, and especially if he's starting up stuff with, like, a new girl, like a DJ, like some sort of DJ <laughs> girl, you know, I that would make me upset if I were you, Whitney. You know, I, I would oh. be, I wouldn't want to see it. Oh, I don't want to see it. It's so annoying because I'm thinking every single time I see him post something with her, he, like, likes all these, like, photos and random stuff. And then I'm, like, looking at my photos that I post and he doesn't like any of them. And I'm like, oh, like, my photos are better quality. You know, I go into that really ridiculous, like, mentality where I'm comparing everything and I'm thinking, why? Why is this dude following me? Why am I even making any effort? But then my other like I guess on the other hand I also think am I being childish by not being able to tolerate it by not being able to just like walk away and turn off like what is it about these people that they can follow you know us and it doesn't affect them well I mean he is the one that is being allowed to define the not relationship, I don't know if that's the word I want to use, but to find the scenario here, you know, by with you still following, I mean, he's posting new pictures, he's, he's posting with girls, you know, he's liking all these girls' pictures, and that shows up in your following feed. That's the worst thing to see. Yeah. Like, yeah. what is this dude liking? I think this conversation is amazing because this conversation would not have happened like a handful of years ago. Like (laughs) I'm not, I'm not like laughing at the situation, but I have totally thought plenty of times like, Ooh, my pictures are way better quality. And how come his get likes mine don't. And that friend is liking his stuff and not mine. And like, those are real things that happen now after you stop seeing someone and you're still seeing them on social media and I'm just sitting here and I'm I'm scrolling through Facebook and I'm critiquing people's statuses like ew how dare he say something like that when we just broke up you know two months ago but yeah you don't need to be torturing yourself by seeing all of this and bye yeah, unfollow. <laughs> Unfollowed. I'm glad. Yeah, now I feel like there's consensus. Yeah. I'm just like, I was like all day and I was like reading this article and they're like, what you need to do is you need to put yourself in the right mindset. You need to start scrolling, put on your right music, start dancing it out and then press unfollow. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, there is like a protocol for doing this. And I think that's the hard thing because 
it really has it's kind of Instagram, right? Because you have all your friends and then everyone likes other everyone else's photos and it's almost this like competition of who gets the most likes and whose photo is like better than another person's photo and it's like a pseudo friendship where there really isn't any and yeah I just think it's this weird weird dynamic that never existed before before Mm -hmm. I mean maybe it was harder and slower but it was definitely easier because if you didn't like someone you just didn't call them and then you probably never saw them again if you didn't go to school with them or if you didn't have the same friends so true. Yeah, and yeah, when when it's done, it's it's done. And you know, I mean, man, I think about I I talked about a few episodes ago where I had an ex that uh, put me on limited profile on Facebook, and uh, just I just wouldn't you know let me see any updates. And then finally, the one time that she let one of her updates get through was to uh, post pictures of her and her new boyfriend. And I just thought, wait a minute. I don't need to be around for this petty BS. I think I'm nope. going to mm-hmm. save myself the grief and and just delete her, you know? So, Whitney, I, I think that's, that's our consensus, is save yourself the grief. Use your energy where it's b- better spent on the 100%. new hinge men. <laughs> Oh, totally. I mean, it's definitely interesting to see, especially because I tried Hinge years ago when it was kind of first coming out and I didn't like it at all. And I came back to it a couple weeks ago and suddenly I'm like, this is better. But I have to say the same problem exists and I'm going to be, I'm going to sound horrible, but like I get enough matches where it's now an inventory problem and now I'm just thinking do I even want to deal with this or I even want to date and I'm at the point where I've tried to write in my profile like I'm just looking for friends so we'll see how that goes Ooh. Mm, interesting. <laughs> well, um, yeah but I think I have my marching orders I I'm think... going to go put on some girl music and unfollow I'll do it it's going to feel so good yeah, so so Whitney, how about this? Uh, I will check in with you again on the podcast um, after you have a little bit of time to uh, to deal with this unfollowing, and then also you can update us on the men of Hinge. Yeah, let's do a Hinge review. Yeah. Ooh, yes. I'll I'll get some lined up. I'll have some like bad scenarios and some good ones and see what happens because i've definitely had a few weird ones oh (laughs) we'll see what happens well i cannot wait to hear more but thanks so much for joining us of course and thank you for the advice it's gonna make my evening so much better oh anytime well thanks enjoy the rest of your wine i will talk to you very shortly great bye bye Oh, man. She's fantastic. Yeah, so uh, (laughs) Whitney actually came on for a podcast with me um, hmm, about two months ago. We did it remotely with her in San Francisco. And I had some sort of bad user error and deleted the entire podcast. (gasps) No. It was a good one. It was a good one. So, anyway, she'll be back on she'll soon. She'll be back. Yeah, she'll sure. be back. So, Bob, your music sucks. 
You're a terrible DJ. Yeah, he's he's awful. Uh, he actually um, only spins Limp Biscuit exclusively. Yeah, I heard he put on like the uh, Cupid Shuffle too. Oh, like, brutal. No. So well, with uh, with the rest of our time for this episode, uh, we have two listener questions we do so where do you want to start uh we'll start with yours how about that okay i'm pretty excited about this one oh i am too because we talk about a lot of different modern dating apps and social media but um linkedin hasn't gotten any love i don't think never so this is this is an interesting one Um, A little bit of background info. We'll just kind of read what she has to say here to get some context. So it says, I had a crush on a man at my college. We were in different programs, but we would see each other in the library. We never talked, but we'd stare at each other a lot and smile. That's cute. Time passed and neither of us asked each other out or even initiated conversation. As graduation approached, I worried we'd never see each other again, so the urgency of doing something felt stronger. I found his university email and sent him a message asking if he wanted to hang out. He very sweetly replied that even though he was in a relationship, he was open to meeting new people in a very abrupt manner that I'm more aware of now. I apologized for bothering him and left it at that. Nine months later, he added me on LinkedIn. Found this to be weird given our awkward interaction. I couldn't understand his motivation for adding me. Our fields are extremely different, so I can't help him professionally at all. (laughs) It could be that he's a mass connector and it didn't mean anything. I accepted his request, but now we haven't communicated. Is there any possibility that his reaching out means something? My friends don't think so. So what do we think? Her best friends. Yeah. Well, um, this is a very timely question, Claire, because um, I saw a post that was blowing up on LinkedIn last week where someone just said, LinkedIn is not a dating service in all caps. (laughs) (laughs) So I will say... is it? it, Well... Can it be? The funny part of it is, uh, a quick story, a few years ago I went to a... uh, a friend's birthday party on a Saturday night. And it just happened that at the same bar that we were at, we were at, oh, I shouldn't say that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, careful. Yeah, we were at a bar. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, there, at at that same bar that night, at the same time, there was a St. Louis singles meetup. So it was very cool. difficult to tell who was part of the birthday party and who was part of the, the singles meetup because I didn't know a lot of people at this birthday party. So I ended up talking to this uh, Tuckins' woman for a while. And Sounds like an episode of New Girl. I'm sorry. Oh, it's a mess. It's a mess. Cool. So okay. she she was just like, so how long have you been single? I'm like, wait, What? <laughs> I'm here for so-and-so's birthday. I'm not part of the singles meetup. You're not part of this birthday party? And she's like, no, I'm part of the, the singles meetup. So uh, she's like, well, what's your, what's your name? Uh, what, I'll, I'll add you on LinkedIn. 
but this was a conversation that we had at one in the morning. She added me on LinkedIn. Did she not? Does she not use other? Does she not Facebook? Does she not Instagram? Does mm, she? I didn't even want to Google. I didn't even want that in my search history. Would you have been less weirded out if she said, "What is your address? I'd like to write you a letter." I I feel like it would be less intimidating than like pulling out your phone and adding me on LinkedIn. I mean, so maybe she wanted to know if you had a real job. <laughs> Rule number one for dating this woman: half a job, half a car. Don't live in your mom's basement. Those are all important things. Yeah. So. I will say, um, I in in this case though, the listener question case, I would be a little uneasy about that connection. And the great thing is, at the end of the day, nobody is forcing her to accept his connection request. So if it makes her that uncomfortable then she should definitely think about uh, not accepting it or just putting it on back burner. Don't even mm-hmm. hit de- decline. Yeah. Well, it sounds like she's already accepted. So oh, they sh- are connected. But the question is more like, what I'm reading into it is she might just be overthinking this situation. Like he connected with me to literally reconnect and start up a conversation that we sort of started months ago when I asked him to hang out. But is connecting on LinkedIn sending a different message than it would? Like, why why didn't he connect with you on Facebook or follow you on Instagram? Like, is he trying to set the professional tone by doing LinkedIn? But also to her point, if they don't run in the same professional, like, industry circles, he's not really gaining anything out of that other than having a way to communicate with her. Yes. Um, I think there might be more to the story that the listener didn't share. Like, is he blocked on those things? So he's trying to find one way in. Uh, is this his mm. last hope? Mm. Um, I mean, I, I've heard it go as far as someone setting up uh, a new phone number just to text someone. That had blocked their old phone number. Oh, that's gross. Yeah. So, I mean, I will say people, when people are desperate, I don't underestimate their creepiness. Well, I don't know if I'm getting a creepiness vibe out of this. All I would say is, girl, if he's going to reach out to you, he'll do it. But don't waste your time spending spinning your wheels going... Is he gonna message me on LinkedIn today? Also, the more I say it, that's that's pretty freaking lame. Yeah, it's a lame way to. But if you just wanted to grab someone's attention, I mean, he sure got your attention. So it is a good way to be like, hey, remember me? I'm still here. I. But I wouldn't pursue. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I mean, that connection request is almost like. The I hope you're well email that someone would send like oh, save it. To I don't even use. want that email. Why not? Cause I don't 
good. I, I don't hope you're well. More than likely, if you're sending me, I, I hope you're well, email, then I don't care how you're doing. That's a, yeah, that's, I, I mean, 100%. So um, I, I think about those that's types about of... just as good as a what's up text. Save it. <laughs> Sent at 1.45 a.m. on a Saturday mm-hmm. night. So I actually dared a friend to text back NTMU <laughs> to a what's up. And he actually responded, like with a real... He responded to the U question mark, not even Y-O-U, just the letter U. Wow. The thirst is real. Yeah, that's great. Uh, So I think about, I've I've actually been on the receiving end of one of those emails in the past. Uh, I hope you're well emails. And it, it went a step further. And this person is married. And, um, gosh, this was maybe three or four years after the fact. She sent me an email out of the blue from her old, just sketch side secondary email that said, and I'm going to just paraphrase here, I'm so sorry for the way things ended between us. Um... Looking back now, I'm doing very well with my life. I'm married, as you probably know. Uh, But my one regret is that we ever dated in the first place. Because in the end, I lost you as a friend. And that makes me incredibly sad. And blah, 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 BS, BS. No need to write back because I won't check this email again. Wow, way to unload. So I thought, what an incredibly selfish email. It's not, I hope you're well. It's, I hope you're still thinking of me. <laughs> so I, um, yeah. I, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> this LinkedIn request is the same way. It's like a bloop, you know, he's like reaching out and been like... Oh, yeah, that's all it is. It's the equivalent of a poke on Facebook. Yeah. Is that a thing still? It Can is. Just wait. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a thing. It's a thing still, so... All right, so ultimate consensus here. LinkedIn is sending kind of a weird message in general mm-hmm. um, to your your one of your followers on Facebook or LinkedIn's recent points it's not a dating social media um use it if you're trying to grab someone's attention perhaps let them know you're still alive um but in this case i think we're saying don't pursue don't pursue ever using linkedin if you have to use a business website you're in a bad spot in the first place so let's move on to the final question of the week and actually this is a topic and now that i think about it this is Ooh, just it's our current event yeah okay. this is our current event of Tell the week about it. 
So, listeners, and Claire, because she's a little bit out of it, there was this jerk um, named Robbie Tripp. And Robbie seems to have gone viral on several different platforms, including BuzzFeed, about an Instagram post that he wrote about his, I'm making air quotes, curvy wife. So everybody is embracing him and and praising him. So let me, before I say anything more about this and we talk about it, let me just read the caption of this man's Instagram post. Mm -hmm. Please. I love this woman and her curvy body. As a teenager, I was often teased by my friends for my attraction to girls on the thicker side ones who were shorter and curvier, girls that the average basic bro might refer to as chubby or even fat. Then, as I became a man and started to educate myself on issues such as feminism and how the media marginalizes women by portraying a very narrow and very specific standard of beauty, thin, tall, lean, I realized how many men have bought into that lie. For me, there is nothing sexier than this woman right here. Thick thighs, big booty, cute little side roll, etc. Her shape and size won't be the one featured on the cover of Cosmopolitan, but it's the one featured in my life and in my heart. There's nothing sexier to me than a woman who is both curvy and confident, This gorgeous girl I married fills out every inch of her jeans and is still the most beautiful one in the room. Guys, rethink what society has told you that you should desire. A real woman is not a porn star or a bikini mannequin or a movie character. She's real. She has beautiful stretch marks on her hips and cute little dimples on her booty. God, I can't even read this. Your Girls, delivery is totally freaking me out. Huh? Go ahead. What is? Your delivery. Oh. I can't imagine that was the intended <laughs> delivery of this. A uh, little dramatic here. Girls, dramatic. don't ever fool yourself by thinking you have to fit a certain mold to be loved and appreciated. There is a guy out there who is going to celebrate you for exactly who you are. Someone who will love you like I love my Sarah. That's his post. So what do you think about that? I wouldn't have read past the first three words of that. So I'm actually not surprised that I'm unaware of what's going on. Because that's way too fucking much for a post for me. Yeah, I mean, one, it's a book. It's an absolute book. You broke and a all caption. of my social media rules. Like, keep it to a sentence, bro. Like, I'm not reading more than that. I just want to look at a picture, actually. I'm not even reading. So it's a picture of the two of them, actually. And my immediate thought was, who cares who you like? You know, I mean, he's... It's like this dude wants a fucking cookie because he likes curvy women. And it sounds like something that some guy who is looking for credit from women... This is written by a guy who is looking for approval. Yeah, he was trying too hard to get someone to stand up and say, good for you. 
you are like you're a hero for saying that that's exactly what he wanted but i'm assuming that the response he's gotten has been exactly what you're saying people are now giving him harsh criticism because he just tried too hard buzzfeed a, a gold star for having a curvy wife i know buzzfeed uh praised him um, a few other like women's websites, Facebook accounts praised him Wait, for this bullshit. I thought this story was that this guy was getting attacked for his post. Uh, he is now by a lot of the public, but the initial reaction was not that it was positive, which is mind blowing. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I'm sorry that my opinion's not stronger, but like, I just really don't care. Um, live your truth, I guess. Yeah, I don't care who you like or who you're married to. That's great. So there's one thing. But I thing. also feel like it's, it's, it's applauding curvy women. So are you skinny shaming? He sex shames later in there as well. He is, he is skinny shaming as well. When he says tall, thin, tall, and lean. Oh, I, I want no part of that. But he also says a real woman is not a porn star. So you're either curvy and a real woman or you're a porn star. Yeah, which is un- unbelievable. Like, two, who cares if they're a an adult actress or actor or, you know, porn star or whatever, the, the, whatever you want to call them. But, I mean... There's a lot of shame being thrown around in that post to everybody but him. Mm-hmm. If you don't like what I like, you're awful. You're not a man. Yeah. He became a man, and then he realized... When he studied up on feminism. I oh, mean... that's kind of funny. I forgot about that. Part. Yeah. I, this, yeah. This dude is looking for... This is not a person I would follow on Instagram Anyway, um, everyone should unfollow him. So uh, the post itself got a ton of likes. I mean, it blew up. I mean, that's but fine. Like, good for you and your wife. And Don't his tell me what internet karma. Like. So uh, women's health actually um, uh, interviewed his wife. She gushes right back about her husband and how wonderful his post was and how he tells her every day how beautiful she is. Blah, blah, blah. So uh, what's what's amazing about that as well is that... Um, ooh, dear. It took the internet like a day to comb through his Twitter account and found a lot of racist tweets and transphobic tweets as well. There we go. Now so, we're talking. Yeah. So, of course, this guy is just a terrible person that got lucky off of one viral Instagram post. And if you look at this dude's account, it is littered with like all these weird comments about his wife's body, how he loves her little rolls and and fat and butt dimples and booty and it's disgusting. 
I mean, I guess this is what we get for being like a social media society because I hear way more than I really care about. I don't care. Well, and this goes into like the viral uh, content that we see like all over the internet these days. And it's just. Yeah, who, who is this guy? Like, is he anybody? He's, He's a nobody. A guy? Is he trying to get it like a reality show? Yeah, probably. probably. Yeah. And watch, he'll get one. Probably. Actually, we should probably. Can you can you slide into his DMs? Oh, I of course. Always. should do that. Hit him up. See if he wants to be on Oxygen Network. Actually, I think I will uh, connect with him on LinkedIn. Okay. That, and... See? There we go. We're, that would be an appropriate... Um, a connection. I, I think we've brought this full circle. Yeah. So here's here's my homework for you between now and the next time that we sit down and podcast, Claire. I would like, um, since we got a positive review on Hinge from Whitney, I would like to sit down mm-hmm. and we do a live swipe episode where we set up an account for you on hinge we have your calendar in front of us and we just set you up on three dates in one hour i'm busy forever (laughs) give me your calendar and give me your phone, and I will challenge myself to get you three dates with uh, some Brandons. STL Brandon. They have to all be Brandon. Okay. Three Brandons, one hour. <laughs> the Brandon challenge. Oh, that's great. We'll call it. I mean, there's a lot of Brandons, so. I, I think we could do it. Wow. I think you have yourself a deal. I'm really not excited. But, okay. I'm pumped. I'm absolutely pumped for that. Great. Well, um, our new show on Oxygen will be premiering um, September 19th. Oh, yes, yes. It's called I Like Big Butts and I Cannot Lie. It uh, premieres at 8 p.m. Central. With so uh, tune in. Starring Robbie Tripp. Yeah, And guy. his curvy wife as he says his words not mine i'm not the terrible person here y'all know you want to tune in for those cute roles <laughs> just so disgusting well huh yeah but, uh, yeah, sweet you know roles be whatever body type you want to be um but be be healthy we care about good health be healthy be happy with your relationship, and I, I think that's all that really matters. In unfollow, the end. unfollow toxic people. Yeah, you don't need that shit in your life. Yeah, unfollow and block. So, uh, thanks to this week's uh, sponsors, Oxygen Network, Southwest Hearing Centers, for their uh, hearing aid deal, uh, two hearing aids for nine hundred twenty-five dollars. Uh, and then also, last but not least, our longest uh, term sponsor, Emo's Pizza. Uh, join us uh, next Tuesday night at the Emo's on Hampton for a special swiped deal with uh, meat, a large meat pizza, of course. 
So uh, with that, uh, thanks Claire and thanks to Whitney, our call-in guest for this week. And I can't end it without saying, I would always swipe right on you, lovely listeners. Thanks for joining us, and we will be back soon with a... (laughs) Claire's just making faces at me. (laughs) We'll be back soon with a new episode of Swipe. Yes, with Claire's Brandon Challenge... Two absent minds expecting to fly. Mommy knows how the world goes round. We'll jump the rails and abandon this town. Sometimes I blush when imagine I think it's gonna be really, really going through the roof. We're going through.